Para Doc X, Episode 7, A Devil Went Down to Georgia. Okay, coffee break over. Let's do this. <clears throat> Report number 202-30906-C912. Date, 6 September 2023. Entity involved, Jersey Devil, Classy Extra Normal. Secondary entity, unknown. Location, Eden, Georgia. Issuing observer, observer long, attending field agent, Agent Williams. On the 5th of September, Observer Long noticed a trending increase of very similar cryptid sightings ranging from southern New Jersey to eastern Georgia. In all of the cases, there were three constants. One, the sound of heavy wings. Two, a high-pitched scream. And three, any individuals who were close enough to the occurrences and decided to go investigate were left with deep slashing wounds from what seemed to be hooves. Combined with the origin point, Observer Long decided this was most certainly an encounter involving a Jersey Devil. A projection was made for where the extra normal would travel to next, and Agent Williams was dispatched to deal with it. Agent Williams arrived in Savannah, Georgia at 9.22 local time. They established a perimeter, setting up surveillance devices in nearby forests and woods, as Jersey Devils usually make their homes in Pine Barrens. After setting up at HQ in a local hotel, the River Street Inn, our agent traveled to Eden, Georgia. There had been an encounter just north of there the previous day, so they briefly met with the local authorities and gained directions to the encounter, as well as rundown of the report. A pair of young teens had been out on a moonlight stroll and were attacked by a strange creature that they could not identify. The police seemed to think it was an owl, as they mentioned large wings and a shrill screeching noise. This led her agent to a secluded area just northeast of Eden. It was nearing mid-afternoon, so Williams set surveillance devices and did a brief search always keeping one eye on the sky, just in case the Jersey Devil was still in the area. The ground was heavily disturbed, and multiple sets of long, rough slashing marks were easily spotted during the quick once-over. Upon further investigation, Agent Williams identified these as signs of the Jersey Devil taking off and landing. There also seemed to be evidence of another entity, including tracks and blood. Our agent was unable to identify what kind of extra normal may have left these, and while examining the tracks, Williams heard a series of sharp sounds that they recognized as the warning call of a Jersey Devil. When they looked up to the skies, however, there were no signs of the extra normal to be found. However, the cry sounded twice more, and rather than risk being attacked, Agent Williams made the wise decision to quickly check the surveillance device in one of the trees with a view of the clearing and then vacate the area. Upon returning to Savannah, 
Agent Williams reassessed the situation and the new information they had found. The unidentified tracks at the scene were similar to a werewolf, but much smaller. There had also not been any traces of fur and no reports of werewolf activity in the area for at least five months. Unable to positively identify the extra normal, Agent Williams forwarded the trace evidence to the experts at NCRD headquarters. Examination of the audio recordings picked up by Williams' surveillance devices also showed some inconsistencies. The calls that they had heard while in the clearing seemed to be replicated, though not by any electronic means. This would imply that something or someone had been mimicking the Jersey Devil. Agent Williams suggests, and I agree, that this something was most likely the unknown extra normal. Video recordings of the woods around Savannah proved to be far more conclusive. The surveillance cameras that were furthest from the city detected the Jersey Devil, though it seemed to be extremely disoriented and quite severely injured. Williams observed at least one broken limb and hypothesized that both wings were so heavily wounded that the extra normal was unable to fly. The devil was observed stumbling about on camera before collapsing. As that section of the footage was relatively recent, Williams gathered their equipment and headed out to the site. Upon reaching the location, they quickly located the wounded extra normal and after preliminary tests, found that it was still alive but unresponsive. Our agent approached, making sure to move defensively, as a disoriented extra normal can be far more dangerous and unpredictable than one that is alert and responsive. When Williams was roughly seven feet from the Jersey Devil, it seemed to regain some control over itself. It lunged at him, slashing Williams' left arm deeply and briefly stunning them with its call. However, even this relatively small exertion seemed to be too much for the creature, and it passed out from the effort. Agent Williams bandaged themselves and injected the extra normal with three doses of tranquilizer in order to safely sedate it. Normally, a Jersey Devil only takes two doses, but with the obvious distress and agony, an extra dose to counteract the adrenaline is well within NCRD guidelines. Post-encounter measures taken. The Jersey Devil was secured and removed by a medevac. It has not yet been determined what exactly happened to it, but it seems to have been the target of an exceptionally vicious attack that left it near death. Our doctors seem to think that it will make at least a partial recovery. And although it might not be able to be released back into the wild, we might be able to keep it on site at the Georgia branch. NCRD, sure. Sure does have a way when it comes to making sure extra normals with, with potential don't go to waste. Um, where was I? <clears throat> right. The extensive injuries to the Jersey Devil's arms, legs, and wings seem to have resulted from an encounter with an unknown extra normal. Medical examinations, along with the evidence gathered from the scene Agent Williams discovered, revealed that the unidentified entity was bipedal and had extremely sharp claws. It is also possible that the slashes were made by some sort of device, like a weapon of some kind. 
but they do not match the specifications of anything we have on file. There were no traces of clothing, skin, fur, or other material from which we might speculate what this extra normal looks like, but we can ascertain that it is exceptionally heavy judging by the depths of the tracks. I'm sure they'll be able to figure it out soon. That being said, I believe the researchers' notes even mentioned they were considering reaching out to the Parsons Project, which makes it sound like this might be something new. I can't remember the last time we reached out to them. I mean... I know it's not up to me, but... I don't know if we should associate with an organization that takes such a strict black and white view on extra normals. Who gave them the authority to decide who was worthy of existing? How dare they- Oh, it's okay. It's okay, Tess. Breathe in. Breathe out. Count to five. Regardless of what measures the NCRD take to discern the identity of the second extra normal that was present during this encounter, it is vital that doing so is given top priority. The idea a new extra normal is out there actively attacking other extra normals is extremely concerning. This report was compiled by C.E. Tessa Long on the 9th of September, 2023, and submitted with digital physical, and audio copies as required by standard NCRD procedures. Crap! Dang it! Oh, I hope taking a break would help, but no, you know what? Screw it. <sighs> Director Pierce, I know this is unusual, but I have to recommend against the NCRD associating with the Parsons Project. You know my past history with them, and I can assure you that this is not only my personal opinion, but my professional one as well. If we reach out to them, they will have their agents out there within the week, and I doubt we'll see any trace of this new discovery if they find it. Okay, I need new coffee. Thank you for listening to Para Doc X, a Black Lilac production, written and created by Adam Hansen. Today's episode was performed by Marion Toro, and audio editing by KB Truesdale. If you enjoyed this episode, please feel free to subscribe and rate on iTunes, Spotify, or the podcast distributor of your choice.